Sammy. And this is the Holistic Heart Podcast, the place for all things therapy and mental health. We know navigating the human experience can be as challenging as it is beautiful. So we wanted to create a space where we can dive deep into self-exploration, normalize the struggle, and hold space for hard topics and conversations. We are so excited to have you join us on this journey. Hello and welcome to the Holistic Heart Podcast. I'm Sammy here with my lovely co-host, Kristen. Hi. (laughs) And I'm excited to have this conversation today. This is something that like super jazzes me up, I think, about um, the human condition and just this kind of work. And that is relationships. We all have them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. I... I feel like I've maybe said this on an episode before, but I often say that like being human is one of the hardest things, if not the hardest thing we'll ever do. And one of the most challenging, but also beautiful parts of being human is relationship, both relationships with others and the relationship that we have with ourselves as well. And so I think, um, this is probably a topic that will span multiple episodes. And if we're being honest, has already obviously come up so many times. Um, but we thought it would be helpful to have more of an explicit conversation about some of the elements of relationships and how relationships can impact our own mental health and well-being. Yeah. And relationships, like we've talked about so many times, I feel like on here, relationships come up all the time in our sessions. And so it feels like, you know, at first Sammy and I were like, should we narrow it down? You know, relationships is a really broad topic. And like, you know, of course we can only speak to so much in a roughly 30 minute, you know, episode, but at the same time, there's so many different aspects of relationship that I think it makes sense for us to just sort of talk about it in a general way and Mm. then see what we sort of organically end up talking about knowing that like, there's no way that we're talking about everything in relation to relationships. (laughs) Like there's no way to, to like discuss, uh, you know, all of the factors that come into play. But when I think about relationships, and maybe we can start here, I think Mm -hmm. about like, one, we know for mental and emotional health that relationships are a protective factor, that isolation and feelings of um, solitude are, or experiences of solitude and isolation are risk factors for mental Mm -hmm. health and well-being. So relationships and community are protective factors. At the same time, though, um, unhealthy relationship dynamics are a significant trigger, stressor, um, deteriorator. Uh, like deter- mm-hmm. Is that a word? That's not a word. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> <laughs> like they can deteriorate the experience of mental and emotional well-being. So, and like so many people, that's what they're discussing, at least in part in their therapy sessions is the impact of the relationship dynamics in their life on their mental and emotional health. So yeah. I figured like maybe we maybe we can start there with just like how do relationships impact us and why um why it's even an important topic and the ways that we need to like attend to or the things that we take care of ourselves around. Mm-hmm. Well and having these conversations is so important. Having them listening to them, being able to reflect on your own the relationships in your own life. Um because I think like what you just said, that they can be 
protective factors and risk factors and that a relationship can hold all of those factors. One, you know, one relationship or patterns that you have in relationships. And so it's like, it's so abstract how this can show up and to be aware of step-by-step. And I think reflection can be so helpful through that process. So being able to look at and understand, I know for me and my own personal journey, being able to identify that because, I mean, we've talked about this at length, but it's so common to just kind of um, identify with one thing, like put this relationship is in this box. It's quote unquote toxic. This relationship is loving and great and amazing. Right. And it's, I think what's really challenging is when you're like, Oh, like it's really great, but it's also not really great here. And then it can be like, what am I doing or what's going on? And, and being able to normalize to an extent, like this is a normal part of the human experience of relationships and be able to identify when these things are coming up so that, um, we can be aware of the protective factors and when those can be really beneficial to lean into and when risk factors may be present, what we can do to support ourselves and the relationships that we're in around those. Yeah. And you're talking about like, um, a holistic lens, right? Like this, like this, like poly, you know, this, that's like multifaceted people, relationships, the, the interconnections, they're dynamic and they're, Um, like, so they could be holding things that feel like we've talked about before contradictory, like, wow, this feels, this person in this relationship feels really supportive. And in this, like one instance, this didn't feel good. Or in these few instances or in this area where we're working through this, or we're trying to navigate something and it doesn't feel the way that it feels in all the other ways. And like, that doesn't make it a bad relationship. It doesn't make it something that I need to throw out, you know, like how do we determine and how do we determine also our own accountability, right? Like what's my role in the challenging areas, right? Like it's, so, and I feel like the intention that we had, Sammy, when we were sitting down to talk about this was, I think I was thinking about relationship with other, right? Like, um, but we know that our relationships with others rest on our relationship with ourselves. So the more that we know about ourselves, the more competently we can navigate our relationships with others and the more skillfully and honestly with the more grace and compassion for ourselves and everyone involved, right? Like, so if you know your own stuff and you know what you struggle with, and if you see someone else struggling with something, you might have more natural empathy or compassion for what they're going through. Although that doesn't mean that you have to like accept behavior that's not good for you. And what are those lines that we navigate? But one of the things that I, one of the quotes that is like one of my favorite quotes um, is a Carl Jung quote. What? Um, and it says one of the kindest things that we can do for others is to withdraw our shadow projections from them and see them mm-hmm. as they really are right and so like yes. when I say like shadow projections it's like what are the things that it's really my shit right like yeah. my stuff you're not you're not my dad you remind me of my dad whatever like you know like it's not it's not you I'm seeing mm-hmm. things from my own past that are indicated by your behavior perhaps it's not like I'm just imagining things that are not here at all but I'm right. one little grain of of something I can observe in your behavior and the dynamic and I'm adding this whole story that is about me and not about you and so then I start reacting to you as if I'm as if you're somebody 
from my past. Right. And I feel like we've all had this experience of being projected upon where we're like, who the fuck are you talking to? Because like, I don't, I didn't even say those things. I didn't do those things. Like, it's like, I feel like you're even talking to me. Like, I'm not sure what's happening here. And that's like, that's the feeling of being projected on of like, oh, I'm not Mm -hmm. sure how we got here. And it's like, well, that's because it was like, we, we kind of didn't, right? Like, yes, um, yep. So no, like self-knowledge and self-awareness and clarity around your own, you know, obviously I'm inclined towards shadow work, like, but all of your own self-awareness inquiry type stuff will help you know, when am I doing that so that I can pull that back, withdraw that back, Mm -hmm. take care of it, not expect not to have it, but see this person for who they really are so I can work with them there. Yes. I love everything that you just said. And I think it's like, I so firmly believe that there, you cannot talk about a relationship with another person without considering and talking about the relationship that you have with yourself. It's the common denominator in literally everything that you do and everything person that you relate with. And so, and I say thing because it's truly, I know we're talking about relationships with people, but it's like relationship that you have with an activity, with your job, with any of these things. And so it's like you really can't have this conversation without um, examining that mm-hmm. and looking into that. And to me, kind of to reflect on something that we talk about in every episode, but explicitly what our last episode was about, the both and and the um, the duality or the like multiplicity that exists there, like you said, where it's like having this and recognizing that maybe these patterns of projection that may be happening during, um, you know, an interaction where you're feeling quote unquote, triggered or activated by something because it is so, um, so potently reminding you of something else that you've experienced within a different relationship, maybe a similar relationship dynamic, maybe something that's totally different, but not with this person that there's the both end of like, that's not on that person. And that doesn't mean that whatever the interaction is, whatever the thing is that's activating that response within you is okay either. Right. Right. It's like, and being able to, like, if you know yourself well, and you've examined your things either on your own or with somebody that you trust, then you have an ability to see like, okay, pull apart, like sort of tease apart what's mine here. And then look at what's clearly then other, right? Like what's mine. Mm -hmm. Let me just like tease that out. I'm doing lots of hand gestures that you guys can't. (laughs) (laughs) And if I tease that out and now I'm looking at this thing that is the other, what is that more objectively? Of course, we can't look at it fully objectively, but with the absence of our own stuff there, pull that pull that out a little, look at it and like, is that okay? Right. And right. it might still not be, but right. at least we don't have our own stuff on top sort of blurring and convoluting the picture. Right. Which is exactly why we're saying that self-inquiry piece is so important. Because if you don't have that, there is no extrapolation of any kind, because how are you, how do we know that what it is where the, like, I think it's always, um, it's very deeply entwined or it can be. So maybe it's not, I don't know why this is what the, the hand gestures that you were doing just now makes me think of like, when you watch a video of like a sandwich with cheese in it or something, and it's just like, <laughs> like those melty. Yeah. Like, it's like something apart. melty. That's like, Oh, it like looks so good. I just saw one of those on Instagram earlier, but it makes me think of that because it's like, okay, so you're able to separate those two, but there's still that point of contact. There's still that connection. And I know that was such a weird way of looking at that. I'm a oh, very visual yeah that's a great (laughs) image because I feel like it's like okay you're pulling it apart but you can see how it's sort of trying to stay together and it's like still sort of uh, attached but 
separating at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Stellar. And it's the overlaps. And I think that can be, I know speaking for myself and my, my own journey, but I also see this in clients too. Like that is so hard. This is so much easier said in this conversation than done in practice. And I like to think of myself as a pretty self-aware person. And yet it still is like, you know, when you're in those relationship dynamics where it's like, Oh no, this is happening. And then you reflect on the interaction. And it's like, damn it. Coming up again. <laughs> you be like the most self-aware person, but we all lose access to the prefrontal cortex when we're emotionally activated, right? So that mm-hmm. part of you that's like aware of being aware that can be like kind of meta and you know is responsible <laughs> for your executive functioning. It's not online when you're triggered. Like it's like right. we're in our limbic brain, we're in our emotional reactivity. And so there's like self-regulation that has to happen in order to access that level of self-awareness, which is why, you know, we've talked about this before too, but why it can be so hard to access it in the moment and why we might not even put that expectation on ourselves to at least to definitely to begin with. And maybe at all is that like, we can reflect on it and see it differently. Mm -hmm. Just that's what we ask ourselves to do is just reflect and say like, okay, what, what happened there for me? Because it might be unrealistic to ask ourselves to notice in the moment. That's a really tall order and Mm -hmm. a hard ask because our central nervous system is overriding that, right? Like it's like a ret, you know, right? And depending on your early life experiences and what is triggering for you, you might move into like a fight or flight mode and Mm -hmm. a high level of emotional arousal. And it might be really hard to access any level of like, you know, more, um, more compassion for yourself and what's happening in the situation or more objective view or, or an ability to like take accountability. Hey, I'm being pretty reactive here. Like that might come after. Right. And that's okay. Absolutely. Clients. And I say, we just are trying to always get a little bit closer to when, like, it doesn't have to be right when it's happening, but uh, like, you know, it might be the next, it might be two days from a fight that you realize it. And then in a, like with practice, it might be one day later with practice. It might be a few hours later, a few minutes later, right? And yes. so closer and closer to the event, but we don't necessarily need to set the expectation that we would be able to regulate ourselves in the moment. Although that's something we can try yeah. to learn to do. It's also, yeah. I think it's, it's hard, you know, you oh, say, it's no. totally hard. Yeah. And I do, I think it's like, it's, integrating the practice. I I like to think of it as planting a seed. It's like the seed's been planted. We're literally having this conversation. You're listening to this. There's a seed that's being planted. So even just noticing as you're listening to this, there's a point of reflection that's happening subconsciously or consciously for you. Um, And for Kristen and I right now, I'm sure as well. And so it's just when you think back on these things, especially when it's maybe a specific theme or pattern that's coming up, in all of your relationships or in some or in a specific relationship. Um, and I, I love the, like allowing yourself to just think of like, how can I like shorten the amount of time before I'm aware of this and also offering the compassion of, even if you're aware of it, when it's happening, know that you can be aware of it and maybe not have the ability to regulate it too. I like to think of that where it's like, I'm in the observer role, but I'm also in the role of whatever's (laughs) happening too. (laughs) And okay, there we go. (laughs) And that's such a wild experience. Uh, If anyone listening, if you've had the experience where you're like watching yourself and you're like, well, this is going poorly, but like, you're not really able to stop yourself. Like you're like in it. It was just like you just said, Sarah, you're in it and you're doing it and you're being it. 
and you're also watching it and you're like, oh, hmm, there's me doing that, you know? Um, and it's all like totally, you know, it's all part, part of being in that human experience is like, we have a spiritual aspect to ourselves. We have this like consciousness that can be aware and observe. And then there, we also have this very human dynamic where we can absolutely get sucked in and pulled into the dynamics that are happening with another person. Yeah. So I feel like maybe before we move toward ending, we're like sort of halfway, maybe a little more than halfway in. I wonder about talking about relationship dynamics in the sense of um, how to choose relationships that are reciprocal or how to try to, um, because that's one really, really important part, right? So like we talked at the beginning a little bit about how like some parts of the relationship might be really good. And then there might be some like one or two or multiple areas where you're still working through things, mm-hmm. but ultimately a healthy relationship, something that's going to add to or contribute to your quality of life and be a protective factor for well-being is going to be a relationship that you can draw on that yeah. you not only give to, but that you also receive from. So we're looking mm-hmm. for things like mutuality and reciprocity in relationships. So that's a really important descriptor or qualifier when we talk about like what kind of relationships are those relationships that feed us and help us stay safe and feel like we belong and like we matter and the things that really contribute to a sense of well-being in the world mm-hmm. these are some of the things that we really need to be I would say the most important thing that we're looking for it's not about what exactly is showing up in the relationship or not like whether you're really good at communication or you're really good at showing someone you were thinking of that or those things or you you make each other laugh all the time those are wonderful things but they're Mm -hmm. more specific to like a person's preferences or like a a particular like you know couple like couple I mean um like pairing of people not necessarily right like but a duo if you will (laughs) yeah how their dynamic is and what you you know we all have relationships that we get different things from like we might have like someone that makes us laugh all the time. We might have a different person that we go to when we're really upset and looking for guidance or, you know, so we have people in our lives who have different strengths and we lean on them in different ways. But the key sort of umbrella thing there is that it's mutual, that it's reciprocal, that we are not giving more than we're receiving or taking more than we give. Yeah. Sense of if I'm here for this person and if I need a person they're here for me too. And there's, we're both pouring into this relationship kind of oh, thing. Yeah. The reciprocity piece is so important. And I was thinking about this as we were talking so much about the self inquiry and self-awareness piece about how, of course, our relationship with ourselves is present in all of these, but of course the like actual dynamic with the other person is too. And to me, it's like, I, as we were talking about it, I'm also like, wow, this is a lot of work that we're talking about. And it's just like, it can feel one-sided, which I'm sure everybody has experienced to a certain extent feeling that way. And that is, I think sometimes where we can have that, the the risk factor or like a red flag factor, I like to call it of like, oh, do, are you noticing that it feels like that's happening more mm-hmm. on your end? Because it can, I mean, it's a lot of work regardless of if you're if this other person in the relationship dynamic is, you know, putting that work in or not. But I think it's like being able to say, yes, that's important, but also it's not all about the relationship that you have with yourself. It's of course important to look at the other people that you're in relationship with as well. And exactly the reciprocity, the mutuality that exists or 
maybe is not existing. Something that I find to be so common um, when I'm talking to clients, when I'm talking to friends, when I'm talking to people in the world in general, um, is that in relationship, Mm -hmm. the dynamic of if someone's not giving as much as you're giving, trying to get them to, right? Right. Like somehow, like whether that looks like giving more as a way to try to like let them know how much you care and how much it matters so that they'll maybe you with the expectation or the hope that they'll give more or Mm -hmm. whether it's direct communication around that or whether it's anger or frustration or resentment that gets expressed. But it it tends to be like often we're trying to salvage something, right? Mm -hmm. We're trying to like if something doesn't feel like it's working, I find for a lot of people, the first instinct is and, and second and third and fourth and fifth. And it's to like try to make it work like and try to get the other person to engage the way that you're engaging. Mm. And I'm not opposed to that because I think it's like, great, we try that, you know, like we try that. You have clear communication around, you know, what your needs are in a relationship and maybe someone's very able to meet them with you and that that works and that's great. But I think if we try one or two times in different ways and we realize this other person is not going to show up this way, mm-hmm. then we really hurt ourselves when we keep trying that dynamic of like keep yes. trying to get them to, to show up differently in the relationship. Right. When their actions have shown, <laughs> this is how they yeah. are this is what they're capable of, or this is what they're doing right now. And that we can't make other people do things. We can certainly work on things and communicate about things and everything. Um, This is also making me think of the concept. And I think it's important to make clear that when we talk about mutuality and reciprocity, it doesn't have to be like a 50, 50 dynamic. Right. Exactly. Right. It's like, well, if I do this, then they need to do this. If I'm doing all this self-inquiry, I need to know that they're doing all of that kind of yeah. thing. Um, because that is a fallacy, like 50, 50, that's like not a thing. Right. And so, and it's like, it is a thing feeling like there's not reciprocity from another person in a relationship and it sucks. And I am confident in saying every person on the face, on the face of the planet has experienced that. Um, and has also probably contributed in a relationship dynamic to the lack of reciprocity as well. Totally. Like been the one that wasn't being reciprocal. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yep. totally. Because yes. we all go through phases and stages in our lives where we have either less emotional awareness, less, mm-hmm. um, less, you know, we're like not as developmentally further along to like just be aware of what's needed from us. Mm-hmm. Or we our capacity is limited. Like we're going through stuff where we're whatever is happening for us in our own thing that like, we just don't have it, you know, and where we're not able or willing to give it. And that's okay too. Like, but so yes, like taking the accountability around that stuff and like, and that I think is beautiful and not making somebody else wrong or some kind of villain, you know, like it doesn't need Mm -hmm. to be that it can just be our, our energies are not matching right now. Like, you are in a space where you really need to focus on you. I'm in a space where I'm really wanting mutuality mm-hmm. and those two things don't go together. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be anybody's fault. It doesn't have to be yes. like a big awful thing. It can, but it can often turn into an ugly feeling thing when we try to make that different. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's, I think 
also like understandable to why we want to make that different. And it can feel like that. Like if it was just, just this was different, then everything would be fine. I have certainly felt that myself. And I hear that a lot. Mm -hmm. I say this all the time. So I might've said it on the podcast already, but one of the hardest lessons I learned truly as like in life, like was to like to come to the awareness that I could not choose for other people that, Oh, it's like, I'm it's like so I hard. Could, <laughs> if I could see what I imagined to be their potential or the potential of our relationship or whatever it was that I was like, you know, connecting to, I couldn't make that choice for somebody. Mm-hmm. And I, the only choice I had was to be in it or not in it to see how they were really showing up in that moment and decide if that's something that I wanted or didn't want in my life relationship wise. And that can be so hard because we get attached and we want it to be a certain person, right? Like we want this friend to continue to be able to be our friend. We want this partner to be the partner. And like, and so when we Mm -hmm. realize, Ooh, it might not be able to be that it can be so hard to say to ourselves, like, I don't have a right to change this person mm-hmm. and so I can communicate my needs and I can talk with them. But if they don't want to be different, like if they don't want this, this dynamic to be different, not for them to be different, but for the dynamic to be different, right. there's nothing I can do about that. And I shouldn't, shouldn't maybe even try to do something right. about that because is that really fair to the other person when they're yeah. like who they are, or what they need? Right. And you're right. I think that can be so, so hard, so challenging and also has the potential to be so like so much of a release of yeah. like that, that um, perceived like control. And I don't mean it in like a ooh, controlling kind of way, but like almost like I don't have to own. I don't have I don't actually have responsibility over this. And even though sometimes it feels like I wish I did, <laughs> yeah. because like I really <laughs> I really believe in what I'm saying. Why can't they just do it? (laughs) And And like, you sort of feel like this person's a competent person. They're a caring person. Like they, they can do it. You think to yourself, (laughs) exactly. Why are they choosing, you know, but we don't know actually truly where people are in their deep inner world and what their experience is. Yeah. I mean, like, we don't even know where we are all the time, let alone knowing where other people are. But I think sometimes that can be what's at play. It's, it's easier to convince ourselves that we know where someone else is than to like do the work to to turn inwards to see where we are. And and that is, I think, why that is so challenging. It's just that like, oh, okay, like I find myself it's just that like, mm-hmm, okay, yeah. And that like, I think it can take the intentionality, but also it takes space and to regulate for yourself. And this takes so much Practice. Um, practice. Exactly. <laughs> like, and I also, it's like, you can think like, oh, I'm gotten really good at this and then be like thrown into a new situation. Or I personally think it's old situations that yeah. like bring it all up and you're like, oh, okay. There we, there we are again. Okay. You're like, oh, Hey, this is still here. All right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it feels like, you know, it's hard. I think for like, it's hard. We know. But I think one of the reasons it's so hard to maybe release, you know, control or release um, responsibility and relationships to be honest with ourselves and with each other about what we're capable of at different times and what 
is realistic and, and you know, what's going to work or not work is because of what we said when we started, how important relationships are to humans and how we get, we, you know, we're drawn to connection. We get a lot out of connection and, and it's almost never that someone's all bad or like, and I don't mean bad, like as a human, I mean like that the relationship feels all bad yeah. in that case. Yeah. It's like, well, then it's easy to walk away. Right. But mm-hmm. often it's the relationship feels like there are some good things. There are some things you really enjoy and really like, but maybe the hard things are overshadowing that, or you feel like you're the one always initiating or you feel like you are pouring in a little bit more or a lot more. Um, and then that's where the dynamic starts to become like, it's, it can be a little bit harder because it's gray because it feels like, um, you know, like I want, I want a lot of these things are what I'm, what I want, but these things really, really don't feel good. Mm-hmm. And so now we have like more of a gray area to navigate. Right. Yeah. It is, it is hard. And like I said at the beginning, hard and so beautiful and so, um, like full circle. I think that that is something that relationships, <laughs> it's like the spiral, um, really represent. And to me, that's, I think why I've talked about this before spirals. I'm staring at, like, I have this really cool spiral figurine statue thing that Kristen <laughs> got me for my desk. And, um, and I love it because it just, I think is like, um, it's representative of the journey inwards, but I also, look at it as representative of the interconnectedness. And that's something that we've talked about so much today without speaking explicitly directly to is like the interconnectedness that we share and how interactions with other people can reflect our, our own internal interactions and vice versa. I love this conversation and I wish we could like keep having it, (laughs) but I do have some ideas. I feel like it might be really interesting and maybe we'll decide to do this or maybe we won't, but (laughs) to look at how different maybe um, life experiences can impact how we show up in relationships. Like if you have an experience of abandonment or if you have an experience of neglect, like how might that show up in your relationships Mm -hmm. in current day? I think that could be a really um, curious inquiry to sort of continue the conversation. There's mm-hmm. lots more that we could talk about here for sure, but yeah. I feel like let's end it here for today. We're like right at the 30 oh, minutes. <laughs> so, um, but thank you for listening. This is always like so much fun to do. Um, Sammy, thanks for a great convo. Of course. Thank you. <laughs> and we'll, uh, talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Oh, hey, super quick before you go. Did you know that The Holistic Heart hosts free groups and workshops every month? It's part of our mission to make mental and emotional supports more accessible. You can find all the info on our new community website page at holisticheartri.com backslash community. We've got some really great events coming up, so definitely check it out and spread the word. We'd love to see you there.